And Fendo Radio records live every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can join us and watch those live recordings over at twitch.tv slash infendoradio. We put the we in wiener. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 608. We recorded those bumpers like a a month ago. I don't know why in those things I said that we record on Wednesday. It is clearly Thursday today, but um, (laughs) thank you for joining us all the same. My name is Lucas. Um, I am joined by my two lovable little munchkin gremlings, whatever they were called, the things you can't get wet um, from that 80s movie. Um, one of which is currently in, it looks like, Hyrule? Uh, no, that's Pokemon World, isn't it? Justin, how you doing tonight? And how many have you caught? Uh, we all live in a Pokemon world. I want to be the greatest master of them all. <laughs> um... I I have no idea how many I've caught because I haven't played in a long time. But um, I have been playing Twitter. Does that work? No? Okay. Um, well, you can follow me on Twitter at InfendoJustin. Um, you can go to the DisneyParkBench.com and check out everything I've got going there. I was going to have a guide to Disney attraction queues um, up sometime this week but disney announced that um well whatever is replacing fast pass is coming so now i have to rewrite about half of that so go to the disney park bench and keep an eye out for updates all right uh eugene what park benches are you hanging out on and where can the people find you Well, um, sometimes I go to the park bench over by my house when I'm working, and it's rather nice, but it's been really hot lately, so I haven't done that. But when I'm not doing that, I'm just hanging out on Infenda.com. You can find me there. Lucas, more importantly, how are you doing, and where can the people find you? I'm doing just dandy, Eugene, and the people can't find me anywhere because I haven't been doing anything online for the better part of a month now, so... (laughs) Good luck with that, people. But um, yeah, Infendo.com, I guess, would be the best place to go, since that's kind of our shared community hub. Um, We have a show for you tonight. We have a a, a kind of exciting show for you, I guess, because there was a big old Pokemon Direct that happened yesterday. And my good buddy Steven wrote me Wednesday night and said, (laughs) uh, boy, I can't wait to hear you talk about the Pokemon Direct tonight. And I said, Steve, there's a few problems with that. The first of which is that we record on Thursday night. So um, here we are. It <laughs> Apparently, is, is... though, the bumper yeah, thought otherwise. He, he's but... <laughs> just been listening to the bumpers, I guess. Um, so yeah, so I think we're going to talk a little bit about that, at least. I don't know how much of that you guys have tuned in for, but we can kind of we can kind of chat a little bit. There was nothing. Oh, no. I don't think there was anything really monumental. I mean, there were a few new Pokemon. I thought so, honestly. The the biggest thing for me was the Pokemon, uh, what's it called, Arceus. It didn't, like, it ran smooth. It It looked really great. The internet internet begs to differ. The internet has some (laughs) qualms. Do they? Come on. The internet internet sucks. Oh, yeah. I I think it looks... It looks a lot better. So I have a... Let's just... Let's just dive in here. I'd like to I'd like to start off by saying I think the internet has a agenda at this point. Believe it or not, um, you know, people on the internet may have an Weird, agenda. Right? Um, it seems like like Pokemon has this really high expectation that I don't think it's really earned. Um, because I saw, as one person said on Twitter, Pokemon has never really been about the visuals. It's always kind of been a gameplay 
you know, game in the same way as like a Mario game, right? Like Mario games have never looked gorgeous. They've just always played really well. And I've always kind of felt that way about Pokemon too. Like even the older ones, you know, they're fine, but they've never been like these graphics explosions. But I think people really thought when it came out on a console, it was going to be this opportunity to really push it to like the forefront of like, this is what a Pokemon game can look like. So I think even the fact that Arceus looks really good, in my opinion, and I, I liked Sword and Shield. Like I didn't have any problems with Sword and Shield, but um, I think it looks better than Sword and Shield. There's still a lot of people out there who say this is not what I want to, to look oh, like. Oh yeah, I've yeah. seen, so I, I've I seen pictures comparing it the... to Oblivion and like, oh look how good this game looked in 2006. It's, I mean... I'm scrolling through the YouTube comments. It's not good. I, I, I hate yeah, like, everyone. Yeah. I said this when all the Sword and Shield controversy was happening. Um, Game Freak... Uh, Game Freak is making Arceus, right? Yeah. Right. As far as I understand it. Because I know uh, the the Diamond and Pearl are being outsourced. But, mm -hmm. yeah. Game Freak is, for all intents and purposes, an independent developer. That just because Nintendo... Backed and funded by one of the largest developers. Yeah, exactly. Only, <laughs> but only partially funded. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's Pokemon Company... I mean, Pokemon Company and, and Game Freak and all that are kind of their own, like, things. And... and and yeah, they're not they're not Nintendo. They're not certainly not Bethesda, which is, you know, backed by Microsoft. You know, like it's I don't know, like I think Arceus looks great considering we've never gotten a Pokemon game like this before and and I'm excited about it. Probably more excited than I've been for a Pokemon game in a long time and Yeah. Um so I hate Diamond and Pearl. I, I, by which I mean, I hate Diamond and Pearl like I hate Breath of the Wild. It is my least favorite in a series of games that are very well made, right? And that I that I pretty much enjoy every game in the series. Um, Diamond and Pearl, I think, came along at a weird time for me. Late high school, um, you know, Pokemon was kind of out for me at that period. I hadn't gotten into college yet for Gen 5. I didn't really like any of the Pokemon in Gen 4. Shinx is like the only one that stands out to me, but Piplup... Turtwig, uh, the, the freaking monkey. Like, I hated all of their designs. Um, I hated the mountain. I hated going back and forth through the mountain. I thought Team Galactic was really stupid. Like, just everything about those games just rubbed me the wrong way, as far as Pokemon games go. So, um, there's this, like, part of me that's, like, schadenfreude inside bit of me that knows that a lot of people love these games for whatever reason that's like really happy that it's being completely eclipsed by Arceus <laughs> because I really like the way Arceus looks and uh, Shining Diamond and Brilliant Pearl or whatever they're called like they're, they're gonna be fine you know seeing the little fire fossil... diamond and leaf pearl yeah exactly <laughs> seeing the little fire or the little fire the little um like fossil mining segment i remember doing that yeah, for that was, hours yeah. in the game so like i'm looking forward to that again contests are back obviously you know give me a battle frontier man just make that happen please already. right but um the but... real thing i want to ask is is steve gonna get the switch light that's announced for it like yeah we'll, of course uh, he is you know that will we'll see <laughs> So, um, so yeah, no, like, I'm excited. Like, uh, Diamond and Pearl is going to be fine. You know, I'll probably pick up Pearl again, and, you know, maybe I'll get Steve on a Pokemon podcast or something to talk about it. Um, I'm really excited for Arceus. And it's cool that Arceus is coming out in January, because Pokemon games have been coming out in November for, like, ten years now, without without fail. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really hyped. Like, it's, it looks like a really good game. 
Are the are the other two coming out in November then? I or? believe uh, those have brilliant. November. Yeah, November nineteenth. Yeah, 19th. yeah. Yep. interesting. Those are the usual November release dates. Which again, honestly, like I'll probably pick it up because it's Pokemon, and like I never miss a Pokemon game. But I mean, if Monster Hunter Stories is dropping like really hard content, then maybe I'll put it on hold and wait for Arceus. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't know. I want that fluffy Growlithe like that. Oh yeah, well that was that was what was cool to me is you know I think a lot of people expected this to kind of be a a light spin-off kind of game where it's like oh just yeah, go around and catch Pokemon. I did. They're introducing new Pokemon, they're introducing new forms. I think Stantler has a full-on evolution new, it uh, like. new, Yeah. Um battle options they got the strong and weak moves or whatever they're called well well, and like uh so so we have a little behind the scenes podcast information for you guys um one of our longest time producers andy actually hangs out usually with us and he whispers sweet nothings into our ear behind the scenes (laughs) while we uh while we talk it's an extended producer benefit we gave him and uh he brought up the fact while we were talking that yeah the pokemon can attack you in this one which is cool there's that scene where the ursa ring is just charging at the player and she has (laughs) to like jump out of the way like it looks like really it looks like what i want from pokemon it's kind of everything i ever wanted right and they confirmed ralts is back which means gardevoir is back which means my favorite pokemon (laughs) is in the game so i'm confirmed yeah i don't have bulbasaur yet but i'm okay with that as long as i got gardevoir i'm happy yeah i'm i'm maybe bulbasaur hasn't evolved yet since you know this takes place way in the past before anybody knew what pokemon could be or whatever the hell the story is stylistically i really like that um the the, the pokeballs that they're made out of like wood and and gears and stuff like that um yeah it sounds like the real challenge of the game this time is going to be it almost kind of has a pokemon snap feel to it where you're going to kind of be going out and trying to hunt down all the different Pokemon who come out at different times of day. They react differently. They run from you. They charge at you, that kind of stuff. And you're going to be filling out what they said is basically the first Pokedex. So I think more than the other games, this one really is going to be kind of incentivizing the gotta catch them all mechanic, which honestly is something I've never really been that interested in. So I'm kind of excited to actually have a reason to do that in this game, you know? So, yeah, that'll be fun. I hope it has online battles. I still want to, like, fight Steve and stuff, you know? So, yeah, that's uh, that's Legends Arceus. That's Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do want to talk. I know we kind of kind of blew past that. I know they had other, like, which announcements. Makes me, which makes me happy, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had other announcements that I honestly skipped through when I watched it. I, I, um... Like, I really want Arceus, which means I probably won't get the remakes, but I love the way the remakes look. And they look They're even cute. better than they did before. Like, that is the the shining pearl and sparkling diamond or whatever the hell they're called. Someone um, is listening to this and screaming. <laughs> the His diamond and pearl Steve. remakes look like what I think Pokemon games should look like. At least, you know, like the the top-down RPG ones because, like, Pokemon is not something you can put a realistic spin on. It's not something you can put realistic sizes and proportions to. So I like that they're going back to the chibi, like, you know, original Game Boy sprites. I mean, they stuck with that style until, what, black and white? Yeah, pretty much. Um, and even black and white was very chibi. Really, it didn't. It didn't yeah. get like like elongated X, into like yeah. Gen X and Y was the first anime yeah. style one, and that was. Um, eh. 
But see, I have so many mixed feelings on that because I've seen those like fan mock-ups that people use to like crap all over the new games. It's like, look at how pretty this looks. And it does. Like a Breath of the Wild engine Pokemon looks really nice. Um, Detective mm-hmm. Pikachu, the movie, was really cool. And that used an entirely different style for the Pokemon that was really based in kind of like a real world. Like, I, I think there's Puff a... was fuzzy. Oh, Jigglypuff was fuzzy. I think there's a place for that style, right? But I don't think every game has to adhere to a specific art style. I don't think going, like, cutesy, chibi is is a, is a downgrade. I think it's just a stylistic choice in the same way that, like, Skyward Sword wasn't a downgrade from Twilight Princess, you know? Like, yeah, like, I think I think the style they chose for Arceus... Arceus or Arceus? Take your pick. You, <laughs> I say you're Arceus. The master. I mean, yeah, I say I think, Arceus, I this, but I, I might be the wrong. The art style... I think this, the art style they choose chose for a legend, <laughs> Arceus, yeah. um, fits that style of gameplay. And yeah. I think the art style that they chose for the Diamond and Pearl remakes fits that style of gameplay. And and I don't think anyone is right or wrong, but definitely for the for the like I said for the top down turn based kind of simpler RPG games, I like that chibi style. And I'm glad they brought it back. The thing that bothers mm-hmm. me is, um, you know, you said you don't think people are right and wrong. I think a lot of people are wrong because um, <laughs> a lot of people, well, a lot of people online have taken to, to practically bullying these game devs, you know, for, yeah, for, it, like, yeah. oh, the, the trees look like they're from Ocarina of Time. And like, oh my like God. I saw they, somebody when I was just scrolling through the YouTube comments, they're like, that cliff uh, texture looks like it's from the Nintendo 60. It's like, get out of here. Like, like I would I rather the have a game that looks like N64. <laughs> and is a blast to play for hours and hours than something that looks like, you know, I don't know, cyberpunk is supposed to look and plays like cyberpunk plays. Well, like, these people <laughs> sure. these people are real people, and, like, they weren't being lazy. They were trying, you know? And not every game is going to be a home run to your specifications. But, like, I remember how, like, hurt the devs were. Like, they actually came out and said, like, man, I feel really crappy, you know, that, like, we're, we're seeing all this stuff. And... Like, I, I don't know. It just seems like the, ever since Sword and Shield, people have been trying to, like, shut down Pokemon. Like, there have been these new, like, Temtem came out a few months ago or a year ago or whatever. COVID has erased all meaning of time. And it's like, um, you know, everybody was like, oh, this is going to be the one that takes away blah, 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 blah. But here we are, you know? So. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's something is always going to come around and they're going to say it's going to either topple Nintendo's throne or Pokemon's and it you know, it just doesn't happen that way. And... The one thing before we move on from Pokemon, one thing. I want to I am excited about the mobile um launch for Pokemon Unite. Um I think it was the 22nd Can of I September. Can I talk a little bit about Pokemon Unite real quick? Yeah, let's. Okay. Um and then we will cover the other thing. Uh, but that doesn't matter right now cuz I'm the one speaking. Um Pokemon <laughs> Unite is really freaking cool. I played a lot of that. Um Colt got me and Steve into it. Well, he got me into it. I think he he warmed up Steve's bitter cold Pokemon Unite centered heart a little bit towards it cuz Steve was not as interested. But he left, I think as positive as he could have left with it i played a lot of it since then i played it on my trip last week where i was out of town i really like that game guys it is a really cool game i want there to be more pokemon i i love it it's it's the best thing ever and i'm definitely going to talk about it more in change the system but yeah i i hope that when it's on mobile have they said anything about cross play or cross platform or anything eugene because i would like to play that with you um not that you don't own a switch but you know let's be real (laughs) It's it. I think I I don't know this for certain, but I'm 
I'm pretty sure that they said that it's gonna have crossplay right from the start. So um, that should be awesome, you know, like you can play with your buddies right away. Um, and I think that there there's some kind of incentive actually for um, you know downloading it or preloading it or something like that before the mobile launch, and you get like a certain Pokemon. I forgot what it was because I but uh, it was, I it's been 24 hours since I've seen it. I heard that it's very aggressively microtransaction-y, like, like very so, mobile gamey. Yes and no. It's not really aggressively microtransaction-y, but it's very aggressively, here's a reward, and here's a reward, yeah, and here's a like, login like, reward, and here's a reward for challenges complete, and here's a daily reward, and here, and like, a lot of, there's a lot of, like, pushing, like, this, 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 and that kind of stuff. Um, there are people who say that it's very pay-to-win because supposedly you can... So so hear me out here. Supposedly, well, the one thing that I invested in was the Battle Pass because that comes out like every three months or whatever and you unlock a bunch of stuff as you play. You know, you've played Fortnite, you've played a game like that, you know what a Battle Pass is. Um, but people were saying, you know, I had a lot of leftover currency from getting the Battle Pass and people were like, oh, you can, you can buy tickets and then convert those tickets into Aeon coins and then convert that into experience for your held items to make your pokemon better if that's a thing i can't figure out how to do it because i was like i have all this leftover currency i might as well cheat and get really good you know and i spent like 20 minutes in the menus i tried to look up a guide online everybody claims you can do it but nobody seems to want to tell you how you can do it so i don't know if that's actually an aspect or not i just have some coins lying around and i was like screw it i'll get wiggly tough without having to save up you know <laughs> in-game coins or what and that was like how i blew through the rest of my premium but um yeah no i don't um, I don't really think it's that bad. And honestly, I think I've won something like 70% of the matches I've played. And like I said, I haven't put any money into the game in like a competitive way. Like I haven't, I haven't earned any bonuses other than just what I get from the battle pass, which, you know, is like a couple of things here and there. So right. I think it's, I, I feel like it's more balanced than that, but who knows, you know? And that's my yeah, two no, cents. I, <laughs> I, I, I like the game a lot. I, I don't think I put as much time into it as you have at this point, but um, it's really good. It's it's solid, you know? Like, it's a, it's a MOBA-ass MOBA, you know? It's fun. <laughs> I haven't played any of it, so... Well, uh, with that, I guess we will be right back at the tail end of this break with Change the System. Ask us a question and we'll answer it live on the air. Head over to our Discord. You can get there through infendo.com and ask us a question in the question block channel. You're not wrong. I was waiting for the guy to come on and go, Infendo Radio is on now. <laughs> um, we will do that. However, lately we've just been asking ourselves questions because none of you write us questions anymore. But that's okay. You know what? We're better off. We've, we've moved on from you. We no longer... We need you guys. Please come back to us. Um, Change the System is a segment we're going to do right now. It's a segment where we talk about the games we've been playing and how magical and wonderful that is. Um, Eugene, you are positively glowing today, and I don't think it's just your backlighting. So you want to tell us... Uh, uh, the games that you've been playing? Um, sure. I mean, it's nothing special, guys. It's kind of all the same things. Skyward Sword is on my list of games that I've been playing, and that's the music that you're listening to in the background, so I guess that's kind of fitting. It's just kind of a, my slow burn game, you know? I'll, I'll turn it on for half hour here, an hour there. I, I, 
I don't know this for certain, but I think that they've added a lot more um, save um, statues to the game, so it's a lot more like uh, mobile friendly, you know, I guess, you know, handheld friendly. I don't know um, if they did, did that so much as now that it auto-saves every time you like, enter a new too, area, yeah. then, you know, mm -hmm. you don't have to worry so much about getting to a bird statue. Yeah, it's um, yeah, exactly. It's it, there's a lot of um, you know quality of life enhancements that are really nice, even if you don't have the amiibo. But um, yeah, it's a it's a good game, guys. I like it a lot. The um, the one thing that I will say about it though is that now that I've gotten into the first um, dungeon, I. I know that the start, that the areas outside of the dungeons act as like a dungeon, but I don't know how much I like that. I don't know. I, I like it a little bit, but See, um, I, I um, like, I never really agreed with Justin when he said that. I just kind of like shut up and let my, my opinion go unnoted. Sure. But they just feel like their own thing to me, you know? Admittedly, they're very task-oriented, you know? It's not just like free roam, but... Uh, it, it, it feels almost well, like a sh like a big shrine where you have to do like yeah, eight tasks I guess. Yeah, to get to I, open I guess that's probably a better, you know? better comparison. Because like, whereas a dungeon, you go from room to room, solve puzzle to puzzle, mm -hmm. the overworld sections is definitely a lot of, here's a big area in which you have to do one big task that'll take you like half hour 45 minutes yeah see to me that just doesn't feel that different from like most other games i've played but i guess compared to like a normal zelda game where it's just like point a point b that does kind of make sense you know yeah yeah it, it, it's not like the worst but it just it always just feels like busy work it's like okay i'm using my dowsing thing and i found and it, you know it's it's on uh zelda but it found the big old leaf guy and the big old leaf guy won't tell me where zelda went until i find the little tiny leaf guys and, you know it just kind, of, <laughs> just kind of feels like busy work to me and it that's fine i guess they have to fill out the game but I remember this game being pretty darn long and not needing a lot of busy work. You know, I think I put like 80 hours the first time I played this yeah, game. Yeah, I think it took me out. about 60 hours to beat, and honestly, it probably could have ended after 45, because by, yeah. by hour 50, I'm like, all right, I'm in the same place again, I'm dousing again, it's, you know, I gotta do another one of those dark world searches and all that, like... It's it is a very well made game that is also very flawed in several not it, it game breaking feel, ways. It feels like and again I like this game a lot, but it feels like somebody told the developers, "Hey, you got to make this game twice as long." So you know they just put a lot of like obstacles in. The and way I wouldn't whatever, be surprised you know, so. if that were the case because, um, I mean, Wind Waker was notoriously short. Um, Twilight Princess was very long, but also never really felt too long. Like, there was constantly, there was constantly something new to do, and this was during a period where I think there was a lot of debate over how long should a game be for $60, so I feel like there was probably some pressure to say, hey, if people can beat this game in 40 hours, they're not gonna want to pay $60 for it, so you know, find some other way to use these worlds and well, make it longer. And I'm going to say it again. Like, I know we've disagreed on this before, but to me, Wind Waker has always felt the exact opposite to me. That is, like, starkly empty for a Zelda game. 
You know, it's like uh, I feel like I spent so much time. Wind, in Wind Waker, Waker, especially and, the ocean stuff. Well, that's like, what I'm. That's what I'm yeah, saying. And yeah, I love like, the aesthetic, and I love sailing in that game. But if I didn't, I'd be so bored because yeah. it's just so. There's so much empty space, you know. So I feel like this game definitely tried to compensate in the opposite direction. But then I feel like we went back to the empty space thing in Breath of the Wild, which is making me hope that in Breath of the Wild 2, it'll be a little bit more full again. I don't know. It would be nice Something. to find a happy medium. Like, yeah, it would be. You know, if you, if you could take the the uh, Skyward Sword, um, you know, things to do on the overworld and intricate brilliant dungeons and combine it with you know breath of the wild's huge sprawling overworld that's fun to explore it mm-hmm. will have like the perfect zelda game but and, right and now just we've just got say, bits and I... pieces of great ideas in different games <laughs> well and once i got into this dungeon i mean i was like oh yeah this is why i loved this game you know because the yeah. dungeon the uh, it, it is it's fantastic you know that that's the I mean, come on, I, I'm not going to, I'm going to give spoilers, I guess, here, but, you know, this is a, what, 10-year-old ten game, game at this point or whatever, you know, so, but, you know, you get the, um, the beetle thing oh, that you yeah. can fly around, and, you know, you have to, like, navigate it through the area and everything like that. I thought that was a really cool, um, item that they introduced into this game. I, I like that one a lot for whatever reason. So, yeah, no, I, um, and Girahim, like, come on, guys, like, he's <laughs> fantastic, like, I just, I just love him as a villain, um, so, yeah, it's a, uh, I, I like this game, uh, a whole lot, um, when I'm in the dungeoning stuff, and I'm glad that it's on the Switch for the non-dungeoning stuff, because, yeah. again, like, it doesn't matter, I can just pick it up for 30 minutes and do whatever side quests I need to do, you know, Well, and, and what's great is on the switch you have the option to turn off motion controls so when you're doing the menial tasks and not engaged in battles and you know tilty puzzles you can mm-hmm. shut that off and just be like for you know half hour or so you know can i talk about how much i like the um f- way that they've implemented this the handheld mode because i honestly feel like it's better the sword play anyways with the stick and i know a lot of people have said oh but then you lose the camera control just hold the r or the l button you know then you can move the Mm. the camera around i don't see what's so hard about that it's almost like uh you know kind of like a throwback uh n64 game where you had to (laughs) hold the button for an alt you know or something like that but um i do wish you there Go I ahead. do wish you could change that control slightly. I would like for the right stick to control the camera by default and then like press the L button to pull the sword out and use That's it. That's actually a good idea. Be- yeah. Because I do find myself, you know, I- I'm used to dual sticking it, you know, where mm-hmm. I'm moving one way, the camera's moving another way, and so I do that and Link starts pulling out a sword and I'm going in the wrong direction and all that, like but, so basically, uh, a I think set that and a switch style for control. That's, I, I, that's a right. great idea where you can just flip them because then, yeah, I would I would do that. I would actually switch it so then my sword was the alt. You know, I would hold L to use a sword because I feel like I'm using the camera more than I'm or using even the sword, or you know? even have it so that like you just tap the L button, Link pulls the sword out, and now the stick controls the sword, and then you tap it again, he puts it away, and now it controls the camera. Something like that. I don't know. Nintendo, fix it already. I know you listen to us. It's easy to be armchair developer, I guess, right? <laughs> well, and Nintendo's but, uh, been pretty good about, like, patching and quality of life and things like, you know, the 
the Super Mario 3D All Stars, um, you know what they did with fixing the camera on that. So hopefully we'll see something. But otherwise, yeah, I agree with you. Like it's nice to be able to play it in bed with you know with the motion controls off and just you know not having to worry about flailing my arm around and hitting my wife in the head while she's sleeping. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, it's good. It's a it's a good game. I think when I was even playing um, the original, I might have even said as much in the review that I wrote on Infendo.com way back when. Um, but uh, that uh, yeah, they, that it would be good to be able to play this with traditional controls, and it it, it does. It works. It's great. Um, so let's see, what else have I been playing? I have been playing a little bit Pokemon Unite, but like literally a match that I played the other day, so that's, you know, not much that I could say there. Breaking news uh, on Pokemon Unite, you can get a costume for Snorlax where he's in a berry, um, and it's the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so go get yourself that costume. How much does it cost? You? Uh, it's a hollow whatever rewards so it's that oh, okay. one of the one of like the 15 rewards they that all? they do in the game um <laughs> every time you battle you earn energy and every time that energy gets up to 100 you roll basically a loot crate that you can't put money into i believe no maybe you can there's probably a way to do that but anyway you roll a loot crate and you get a random thing one of those random things is now snorlax wearing a berry costume so do that and also play as snorlax because i need defenders on my team so. Are we talking like Barry from Conker's Bad Fur Day? Is he in like skinny yeah, exercise outfit? It's Snorlax in a bikini and short shorts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's uh, yeah, that's Pokemon Unite. The I, only other thing that I want to talk about somewhere. briefly in my um, change the system segment here is. I have been playing um, Nino Kuni. I think I talked about that last week. Ah, but Nino Kuni. It's a good game. It's a really good um, Pokemon alike, almost, you know, because it, it is. Like, the, the first one is, I mean, kind of Pokemon, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it, just just with much more plot. <laughs> like, a lot totally. of, whole lot of Studio Ghibli plot. See, I played the um, game made by the same studio, Yokai Watch 4, and I really enjoyed that. Again, mm-hmm. way too much plot. Way too much plot. I wish I really. That's been my big. I'm, I'm hijacking your segment now, Eugene. Um, that's but okay. That's been my that's big okay. issue I did with the last one. That was my gripe with the whole Yokai Watch franchise. Love the the monsters. Love the battle mechanic. Love everything about it. Absolutely hate the story. Like it's so obviously made for little kids. So the plot is so basic and trotting and repetitive and like they have a really cool like monster catching game if they didn't do all that like if they just let me go to places and catch monsters and like fight bosses i'd be all over that game but it's it's all the plot that i have to trudge through that makes me not want to play them you know yeah, the the only saving grace for Nino Cooney for me is Mr. Drippy because he's funny. Mr. Drippy's <laughs> pretty great. But 
But um, yeah, I'm with you there, man. It, yeah. it it takes itself real serious, you know. Oh, so, yeah. but uh, well, again, it's it's Studio Ghibli, right? Like they mm-hmm. they have to like they have a they have a, they are the Disney of Japan. They have a history mm-hmm. of like let's be real, Disney is the Disney of Japan. But you know what sure. I mean? Like they they have a <laughs> reputation. They're they're the Howl's Moving Castle people. They're the Spirited mm-hmm. Away people. Like they have a they have an obligation to deliver heartfelt blah blah blahs. Right, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's really it. That's all I've been um, up to. So I will um, pass over to whoever's next. Well, I would like to um, do my segment. But before that, I want to complain because as I was on my Switch during Eugene's segment, I saw that Fortnite has an imposter mode and it is exactly what it sounds like. And my God, dude, they just just copy everything. They they copied PUBG. (laughs) Did you see the Among Us devs? They even tweeted about it. They're like, we're real disappointed in this because we were they oh yeah apparently they were in talks to partner with epic really um, to to like bring something like that to whatever wow. and now they just yeah it's stole it's it. literally among us you're on a ship you have to fix parts of the ship but a couple of players are imposters and it's their job to kill off the rest of the crew it's among us dude it like they suck i'm the sorry map even looks the same they you know? like, suck i I miss playing Fortnite because of, you know, getting together with, you know, my gamer friends and all that, but, like, like there's got to be another game that we can play because, like, the the last couple times I tried playing Fortnite, even before they, you know, got all commercially and ripping mm-hmm. everybody off, like, it just wasn't fun. Like, it's a bunch yeah. of eight-year-olds screaming about my mom and... Yeah, I've actually I've actually been really into I promise this is going to get into the games I've been playing. But I've been really into watching videos online now of people playing the 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 hardcore like Pokemon emulator, you know, Pokemon whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. Pokemon Showdown, Nuzlocke, I think. Nuzlocke or whatever. No, like it's like an actual like online Pokemon battler that's made by fans. So it's like really mm-hmm. streamlined and it like shows you the percentages of boosts and stuff like that. And I've been watching all these videos of people bringing in well-made teams and destroying these angry salty players who use like legendaries and everything. And man, like it is just heartbreaking to watch the the kinds of things that like they say to these people like like oh god what a trash team da 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 da. da. Then they start calling them names and saying that they have like like disabilities and crap like just man people suck like yes people suck douche but let's talk about the games i've been playing um warframe i don't really have much to say about that i got i think what is now my new favorite warframe which is protea um she can go back in time which is so so like she does these like uh, she has like a, a turret ability that she does where she summons a turret that just blasts everything away she's got like a close range shrapnel attack then she's got an attack that literally just gives your whole team items so they can like heal and recover energy. Her four creates something called like a temporal anchor. Then you can go out into the field, shoot a bunch of enemies, use a bunch of energy, get hurt, take damage, die, whatever. And then when the temporal anchor runs out, you Prince of Persia back in time to like wherever you were. Everything that you did still happened, but anything that happened to you gets reverted. That sounds pretty cool. It's so much fun. So it's like I'll temporal anchor and I'll jump into a group of enemies and just hack and slash and use all my abilities without caring about my energy loadout or anything. And then they'll all be dead. I'll explode into like a, a timey-wimey goo and I'll go back in time and everything's just fine. It's uh, 
She's a really cool character. So I'm enjoying like that a lot game. Of fun. Yeah, I really like that game. It's a lot of fun. And I think I've gotten to a point now where I don't have to constantly be asking questions of the people mm-hmm. who introduced it to me, which is nice because, you know, it is nice to be able to do some things self-sufficiently. Um, there's sure. still a lot of stuff I have to be, like, carried through. Like, we're trying to unlock this other character, Hildren. It's like this, like, end-game boss battle kind of thing where I'm dealing, like, no damage. So there's still stuff like that. But I'm getting stronger. Um, so that's Warframe. Which is on Switch, by the way. People should try it. Unfortunately, it doesn't have crossplay yet, but maybe someday. Mm-hmm. That's feels, that seems like a real miss. But yeah. Seems kind of sad. Yeah. yeah. Well, right now, I think they're putting all their energy into the new plot-based, like story thing for the end of the year, the new war, which is going to be this big, you know, story element thing. So that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I played. <laughs> I have a penchant for board games, and I played a board game game that had been on my radar for a long time that went on sale when all the indie games went on sale, called like Go Go Princess Maker Go or something. Um, it's like a. Do tell. It's like a bad board game but in a kind of like engaging way so you're a you're a young girl and your whole goal is to become the princess of the kingdom so you compete against other computers or human players and you're running around taking classes uh fighting monsters you know meeting up with the prince at the theater battling the goblin king all that crap um and i was playing it and i kept getting shafted because everybody thought that my competition was this really beautiful so like they have like intros for all the characters and it's like i start up and they're like oh you're the daughter of the farmer or whatever then like the next character comes out and they're like divine being from the heavens she was born in a lotus flower and and (laughs) then the third one's like a a queen of ice harvested (laughs) her shards from a single stuff like i'm like okay screw all of you so like I um so I start just gonna playing, have to make your own lore. Yeah, I guess. So I started playing the game and like everybody's given all these other princesses like all this free crap and everything, and I've got nothing. So then the next quest is out in like the middle of the desert. Everybody runs off to the desert. I'm like, screw these girls. I'm gonna stay in town. I'm gonna take classes. I'm gonna earn money, and I'm gonna buy swords and armor. Everybody else is out running, trying to hook up with the prince in like a swamp or something. They keep dying and dehydrating and crap. And I'm getting really buff and strong, and I keep leveling up. <laughs> they get back, and I start challenging them to duels and like knocking them out every turn, so they can't roll their dice anymore. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it was um, it was a fun game. So I want to try to rope in some of my local friends into playing it with me sometime. That sounds like uh, a whole lot of crazy. And it's got this like weird like 80s anime aesthetic where it's like, you know how like Sailor Moon would do the weird thing where she would be like naked and like glowing light all around her body and stuff. Like, you know that, mm-hmm. that weird like 80s girl anime stuff where it's like they didn't yeah. want to show anything. So it's just like, it has like that, like they have like spring and it's like this, this glowing beam coming from the girl in like a field of flowers and crap like that it's just it's such a weird game i don't know what the history of this series is but it was on my weird radar and i uh i I picked it up um i talked about pokemon unite already that's really kind of all i did like over the weekend and really that's kind of it for games i've been playing you know i just haven't been doing that much so that's uh that's kind of it for me go go princess maker go Um, yes, yeah, so, um, I did something I haven't done in a really long time. Um, I also played video games. Uh, no, I, uh, <laughs> um, I hooked up my Xbox One 
Um, okay, so funny story wait, about that. I wait, don't want wait, to wait, hook... wait, wait. You hooked up your Xbox One or your Xbox One? Like, the original my Xbox? My Xbox O-N-E. <laughs> okay. I hate Xbox. Not my original <laughs> Xbox. Now, what about your is... Xbox Series X or Series S? <laughs> I do not have one of those. Um, so, I, but I, I've been... I'd been wanting to play the Xbox. Like, the only video game system I've been able to play lately is the Switch. And, you know, that's great and all, but sometimes you want a little Xbox action. So, I hooked up my uh, my Xbox One. And, and a funny story before I get into what I was playing on it. Um, I couldn't find the power cord for it. I looked all over the house for the power cord for it. Finally said, alright, screw it. I bought an extra power cord so that I could hook it up in my bedroom because, you know, you can use the xCloud thing to put it on a tablet so what, or, a, or a phone. So what I was going to do was play it in bed like I play my Switch with the thing on my neck and play, you know, like that. So I went upstairs, got the power cord, brought it downstairs, went to hook it up and realized I have an Xbox One S. Which uses a standard. I, I forgot that there's the S I and the hate X. This crap. I hate it so, so bad. <laughs> I do. So garbage, man. Like I get it. It's a good system or whatever. Game Pass is God's gift to women, but like, come on, man. <laughs> I, I I don't know what we're complaining about here. <laughs> we're complaining about the fact that there's like four versions, and each one has oh. its own hookup. Some crap. Okay, yeah. So the, the, well, Xbox, I mean, the Xbox One is the third system in the line. <laughs> okay, so the Xbox One had its own proprietary power supplier. Actually, I think it used the same one as the redesigned Xbox 360. The Xbox One <laughs> S uses your standard like two prong yeah, power, the power cord. Supplies with... built in. Just like yeah, whole, yeah so uh-huh. I have like a hundred of those cords. If I just looked at it more carefully, I would have been like, oh, I just got to plug in the one that I used for my PlayStation 3. Yeah. So anyway, I hooked up my Xbox One, and uh, I was looking around at what was on Game Pass, and I saw No Man's Sky, which I always wanted to try but never wanted to pay for because I heard mixed things about it. So um, I spent a good couple of hours playing No Man's Sky on Monday. What did you think? Um, Well, I had about... I probably died about four or five times before I figured out what the heck I'm supposed to do. Because, spoiler alert for, for an old game, basically the game just drops you on a planet that's trying to kill you. And tells you to reassemble your ship. But you don't know how to reassemble your ship. You don't know where the parts are. So you have to kind of fumble your way around this planet that is either incredibly hot, incredibly toxic, or has an incredible, just an incredible amount of radiation. So that your suit is constantly like... So you're playing Pikmin. I was going to say, so you're playing Twitter because you said it was toxic. <laughs> so, also so, true. So, so is it like so a survival w- game? Are there like, is there food and water and stuff? How does that work? Um, all right. How so you do have to, the way the game work? starts is very survival. You're, like I said, you're dropped on a planet that's trying to kill you. You have to find the supplies to keep your suit running long enough so you can find the parts to fix your ship and get off the planet. 
That takes roughly, I think it took me about an hour uh, once I figured out what I was supposed to do. Um, and, uh, and of course, every planet you're on has its own weather system, so sometimes a storm can roll in and hinder your progress. And at any point, once you find your ship, you don't know where your ship is when you start. Once you find your ship, you can go to your ship, turn it on, and kind of keep yourself safe and recharge your suit. But you still have to find... Like, you, you have a mining gun. So, you mine for iron. You mine for, for you know, things that are going to help you build things. And then you have plants that are oxygen-rich or sodium-rich. Sodium powers your, like, life support. Oxygen, obviously, is to breathe. Once you get all that managed and get your ship off, it's all, like, exploration. So you go from planet to planet, and you, you know, check out all the um, animals that live on every planet. And you docu document them, and, and, you know, when you're on the planet, you're trying to survive, but it doesn't seem as 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 bad as the beginning. The be beginning is really a trial by fire. So is there, like, a... <laughs> goal once you're off the planet or is it just kind of like hey look at all these planets <laughs> that's pretty much it from what i understand like like weird. there's some there's some trading you can I, I i met another traveler who's like a scientist and i guess at some point you can hire people to help you out with things but really yeah once you get off the planet it's all about explore the galaxy that's... and apparently it is like like a galaxy generated. yeah yeah it's just it's just it's so close to like my dream game but in my dream game there would be some faction of borg like or klingon like <laughs> enemies who are like constantly getting in my way and i have to board their warships and blow them up you know like it's They're... missing it's missing that like one game element that would make me really hooked i think right like, so there might be something like that because your 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 spaceship does have like a laser cannon. So yeah. there might be some battling. I only you know once I got off the planet and got to a safe location, yeah. I saved and haven't had a chance to play it since then. But um, another game that's in a similar vein to No Man's Sky that might be more up your alley is Elite Dangerous, which does have some like I think some warring factions that you can get involved in. But um, mm -hmm. it's also like a galaxy-spanning exploration yeah. game. Because mm -hmm. I kind of tried to turn. Um, oh, what was the name? Starlink. Starlink. Yeah, I tried to which turn I, which, Starlink. Which which I played kind of the night that I started No Man's Sky because <laughs> I was laying in bed. I'm like, I want to explore space. I'm yeah. gonna play Starlink. Yeah, yeah, and and that was what was kind of fun about it, right? Is you could go up and do like big space battles and be Star Fox <laughs> and go down to the planet's surface and stuff. You know, it, it didn't quite have the exploration thing that it sounds like No Man's Sky did, right. but it had yeah. the, the space shooty part that I wanted, you know, so yeah. Yeah, Starlink is kind of the, the happy medium. I think I think Starlink is a little too simple in, yeah. in the exploration. Like but, um, but yeah, it's very similar to that and like like I, I, I really can't wait to get to like dive into this and like I said, um, my goal is to get it running on like either my phone or my tablet so I can lay in bed and you know play it on the Xbox in in bed because it seems like the type of game that'd be great to just play for an hour before I fall asleep. Yeah, um, the cloud. Have you messed with the cloud service? Is that what you're going to play it on or whatever? A little bit. Like I've gotten it to work, 
but the problem is, like, my Xbox is down here, but the bedroom's up mm -hmm. there, so once I get that far away from the Xbox, mm -hmm. I lose the connection, because the Xbox is on Wi-Fi, and I, sure. so that's why I have the extra power cord, so I can basically just bring my Xbox upstairs, hook it up, you know, under the nightstand, uh, and, and, use it and like have a, it, yeah, and have like it right a there. console, basically. Right. But I haven't had a chance to to mess with that any, and especially since we're about to remodel the bedroom. Uh, but besides that, um, I finished, well, finished. I finished, I rolled credits on Bowser's Fury hmm. um, a few days ago. I had no idea I was so close to the end, but, um, but I rolled credits on... <laughs> hmm? That's always a bad feeling. When it's like, you're like, well, all right, time to settle in for a five-hour session. And then, like, 30 minutes in, you're like, oh, did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was I was satisfied with, with when it ended because I only had about an hour to play. But then I'm like, oh, that's it. But once you finish, like, once you've gotten the first 50 cat shines, it unlocks another 50 cat shines. So you can continue to go around and explore stuff. But, like, the I've unlocked, like, the whole area and, and everything. And what I would for them to just release that as a standalone game that I could buy for 20 bucks, you know? I would be so yeah. into just playing that on its own, but I just I don't want to buy a game I already have, you know? Well, sure. it's, I, I like having 3D World um, on the Switch because it uh, they, just like Skyward Sword, they improved the saving. It now automatically saves after every level. But it sounds like they so also made the gameplay way too fast. From what I had heard, did they ever I scale think that so down? Too. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's 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 my biggest complaint. Is like, yeah, I understand that the Wii U version was a little sluggish, but I think they overcompensated with the Switch, and like, I find some of the jumps and maneuvers a little trickier to do yeah. because of that. But mm. I mean, it is nice to again when you only got like, you know, fifteen minutes to play games to just pop in 3D World, play a level save and, and and jump out so yeah. which i wish they had done well i guess they do have the temporary save in uh in uh what's the the wii u one that they ported mario u this <laughs> new super mario brothers u um that's Never not quite that as convenient either. to do that in but um yeah but uh, i haven't are, really are you played playing much that game docked or handheld which one bowser's fury uh, handheld, mostly. Okay. Um, I played it docked a little bit here and there, but mostly it's Can you been... tell the difference between the 60 FPS and the 30 while you're on a handheld? Does that make a difference to you at all? Because I heard a lot of people saying that that was, like, really messed them up, too. I don't usually notice, like, major... I, I don't usually notice the um, uh, frame rates quite to that degree. Like, Ew. I can kind of tell sometimes when the frame rate is 30 instead of 60, but I rarely find it to be distracting. distracting. Mm -hmm, um, yeah. But, and for years I wondered why everybody makes such a big deal, because, you know, you watch a movie, movies are 24 frames per second, TV mm -hmm. shows are 30 frames per second, so, like, why do video games have to be 60 frames? And, and I get it, because when you've got all the fast motion and, and everything, that fraction of a second can be the difference between making a jump and not yeah but, but let's be real that really only like affects you i feel like in like a competitive set you know it's like sure. yeah like I, for the most part i find Mario. it yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, I find I don't notice the difference. Like, as long as it's running at 30 yeah. frames per second, like, I, it's smooth enough for me. I, like, I, The Witcher 3 runs at 30. I've always seen that as, like, and, you know, maybe I'm totally off here. Maybe it's just that, like, Justin, I'm an uncultured swine and I don't really see frame rates or whatever. <laughs> but to me, I've always seen that as, like, that, like, well, I hit my A button to perform a, a back counter, but it didn't perform the back counter in the right frame, so I lost the whole, you know, it's like, it's like that kind of, like, I don't know, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know that's like when whenever a smash um, patch comes out and everybody's like, oh, they they shaved three frames from Yoshi's tongue move. Like, yeah. who cares? It affects <laughs> it affects somebody, but that somebody is not me. <laughs> right, exactly. Like as long as I can pick up a controller and play the game, I'm not that particular. Um, Hell, give me Cyberpunk on on the Switch. I don't care. I play The Witcher Three on it. I don't see how. <laughs> um, I did buy a new game though. Um, that really there's not much to say about it. I finally broke down on one of the sales and bought Picross S, the first of the Switch series. Um, I have the I have the first three on the 3DS, and of course I've got it on the DS and and various other systems. I love Picross. Played a bunch of puzzles last night. It's Picross. The Jupiter-developed Picross games are always the best because there's just something about... They've got a feel to them. They feel polished. They don't feel mm. like cheap knockoffs. They feel like the real thing. So, um, you know... Nintendo's going to keep Picross into... until forever. Yeah, like, if, if you're into logic puzzles and stuff like that... Um, pick up one of the Picross games. They're they're a joy to play, but um, yeah, there's not really anything to say about it. It's Picross. Every Picross is Picross. They might <laughs> have this, that, or other features, but it's still just Picross. Bring back Pushmo. <laughs> I like Pushmo. Pushmo is fun. Darn right. Oh, uh, I never played any of those. I Can wanted get to get Pullman? them on the 3DS, but I never played Pullman. Pushmo. I never did either. Yeah. Alright, well that'll be completely derailed Justin's conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think there was anything else worth talking about. I mean I played Mario Golf, I've talked about that. I played Mega Baseball Super Mega Baseball Two because I just felt like playing Super Mega Baseball Two out of the blue. Um, I've been playing Mortal Kombat eleven every night, you know, all the same old, same old. But um you know, like uh no Man's Sky and and Picross are the only real new things on the list, plus beating beating Bowser's Fury. Well, um, normally this would be the part where we do a question, but I think uh, since we're already going a little long, we will leave the question off of this week's show. However, we will ask it to you. So if you would like to answer it, go to infendo.com and find it in Eugene's magical post. I believe it was today's post, actually. The question of the week is... Who is your favorite Nintendo character? Go ahead. Or video game character, I guess, really. Let's not be exclusive, right? So, so yeah. answer that. Answer that. Go into our comments. Sign up for a Discus account. Go through the 20 steps you have to do to validate that. And then answer our question <laughs> on Infendo.com. And maybe, just maybe, we'll answer it there, too. You guys have a wonderful night. Thank you all for joining us on this episode of Infendo Radio. And we will be back again next week with episode 609. Nice. 
Adios. What would that be? Bye-bye. Like, <laughs>